Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Red Sox Nation, the Illinois Charter Podcast. I'm your host, Tom O'Shea, episode 98. Uh, yeah, 98. All right, two more, and we get to 100. All right, so we might do that in the Brewer Series, maybe ne- this weekend. Yeah, next weekend, very early. Yeah, that's actually be 100. This weekend, so next Sunday, huh? 100 episodes. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, this weekend, it was it was a great weekend for the most part. Today's game, Patriots Day game, wasn't really that great. I mean, it was wet, rainy. I mean, probably could maybe have gone by with not playing it today, but still, I could see at the same time they had to play. But still... Red Sox do finish out with a series win against a pretty tough uh, Angels team who have two of the best players on the planet right now, Trout and uh, Shohei Otani, who could be a future Red Sox in the time in the next year, maybe. Depends. But we take three out four from the old Halos. So pretty good. A nice bounce back kind of series from uh, the one we had in old Tampa Bay. Heading into another tough opponent this week against old Minnesota. Yeah, against the Twinkies. Yeah. All right. All right. So, all right. All right. So, game one. So, pretty good game so far. I mean, uh, Friday night Apple TV game, pretty good against the old uh, Minnesota Twins. And the Red Sox did kind of start off pretty slow to begin with. Hauk was kind of a little struggling. But bullpen came in. Rafael Devers, he hit his home run. And then Kenley Jansen closed it out for the Red Sox as they win this game 5-0. to. Hey, here we are. As they win this game, five to three. Yeah, and a pretty good Sunday night game and break a four game losing streak. Pretty good. Yeah, awesome. As we break out the yellow jerseys, because it's Patriots Day weekend, it's also the marathon, and also we got other things too, like 10 year anniversaries of certain events and celebrations too. Remembrance and celebrations. All right, let's get in the summary for this game. All right. So to begin with, as I said, the Halo or the Angels, they get on the board first and top of the first inning. Former Red Sox uh right fielder and slugger Hunter Renfro. He doubles into left field to score Shohei Otani and Anthony Rendon to make it a two-nothing Angels lead. But then the bottom of the fourth, um, Red Sox they get on the board as Kike Hernandez. He basically is starting to hit a, he's starting to hit a bit. So yeah, so he's starting to break his um oh and eight or as or .083 batting average. Yeah, he's now starting to hit now as he doubles into right field to score Rafael Devers. 2-1 to one Angels lead at this point. Then Yu Chang, he reaches on a throwing error by um, Anthony Rendon. That scores Kiki Hernandez to tie up the ball game 2-2. Two, two. All right. As uh, Wong goes to on third and Chang goes second. All right, so pretty good, pretty good. Then bomb the fifth, Rafael Devers, he homers into right field, a no-doubter to basically give the Red Sox a 3-2 lead. Then bomb the sixth, Rob Repschneider, he reaches on another throwing error by Anthony Rendon. That scores Connor Wong, 4-2 Red Sox lead at this point. And then a pass ball by uh, Logan Ohapi. Yeah, that's a nice name, old Irish name, Ohapi. Hmm. Yeah, which scores Yu Chang to make it 5-2 Angels. 
or five to two Red Sox. The Angels do add one more run on in the on top of the seventh inning. Anthony Rendon he hits a sack ground out into a two second baseman. Uh, Christian Arroyo that scores Terrell Ward five to three Red Sox lead at this point. But that's where your final score would stand. So pretty good. Yeah, break a four game losing streak. So pretty good. On Friday night baseball on Apple TV. All right. All right, so let's go over Hauk's start. All right, so, I mean, he didn't really totally qualify for the win. I don't think he really pitched that bad of a game. He did give up. That's the thing. I feel like the first inning he did get touched up for a few runs, and that kind of did hurt him a bit. Um, yeah, so, like, he gave up two runs, as I said, and then, but he punched out six. So, I mean, wasn't really that bad of an outing in a way. It just wasn't as stellar, and it didn't qualify for the win. Yeah. When Kowski coming into the, a relief. I will say this. I will say this too. So far, Winkowski has shown that he will be reliable as a bullpen arm. So far, I mean, he's been showing that like he belongs on this or belongs on this pitching staff. Maybe not as a starting uh, pitcher, but as in a person in the rotation or in the bullpen. So yeah. So yeah, and, and he gets the win tonight. So yeah, in relief. All right, awesome. Or not in this one. Yeah, not tonight, but in this game on Friday night. Yeah. Yes, three innings, only gave up four hits, but he did give up a run, but that was in the seventh inning, and he only walked a person. I mean, so so far, he's been pretty good, and Schreiber, he came in and held him on, only gave up, gave up only two hits and struck out two, yeah, and Kenley Jansen, he came in for the save, so his third of the year, yeah. I tried to watch most of the game, but Friday, I had to work up, um, had to work for or sub for Steve, who's the guy that works during the day at Hudson. So um, I had to do my shift and uh, or do his shift and my shift. And when I got home, I was just just tired. I try to watch most of the game. I just passed out on the couch kind of deal. So, I mean, I tried. So I didn't really get to see Kenley Jansen. That would have been fun knowing the L, L or LED lights that they had. That would have been fun to see his entrance. That would have been cool. I don't know. We might get a chance later. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, we still got a few more years and um, more of the season to go for uh, Kenley. So, I mean, we'll just wait and see. I mean, so far, I mean, yeah. So, he's been, yeah, he's been that closer we needed. We really do, yeah. Yeah, punched out three people, only gave up a hit. So, pretty good, yeah. Cue the Standells. Yeah. Raphael Devers home run. That was, yeah, I did, I was a little bit like awake for that to kind of watch that a bit. But, yeah, I saw like, so... (laughs) That was pretty cool to see that. That's why, I mean, we needed that home run too, especially from our guy, from our man, basically our superstar in a way, our little poppy, our little big poppy. Yeah, I was about to say big poppy, little poppy. Yeah, I was about to say. Also, I saw on Instagram too. I'm looking at a, I'm looking at the photo from the home run that he hit. So apparently because of the LED lights, hold on, let me look at this photo. This was kind of funny. It looked like Raphael Devers. It looked like a but a black background too, while he's trotting around home, or trying around the bases after he hit the home run. I thought, is that a new graphic? I thought, oh wait, you know what's the LED lights? Because of like sometimes it will like. I think Pete Blackburn was saying this on um, the Name Redacted podcast with Jared Carabas and stuff like that. He was saying like too, like that could be like a bad thing for like these photographers and stuff like that. Now because like when you have a picture like this where. Rafi's just running around the bases, but it looks like he's just like they basically photoshopped him onto like an actual 
like a black background and stuff like that. It just looks like that's probably the problem with the LED lights. Yeah, but I know I've at this point I really don't care. It looks cool. It looks fun. And you know what? Let's try to make Fenway fun, guys. I do realize you do want to keep the old atmosphere around and stuff like that, the old time atmosphere. But at the same time, if you want to attract the younger fans, you might want to do something like this. And in a way, I mean, it does kind of look cool. I mean, seriously, let's make it look cool when we hit a home run at home, especially during the night, too. Let's do that, guys. Come on now. Especially when something like Kenley Jansen coming out into the ninth inning, that would be fun to kind of see him enter in the ninth and the lights are just flashing and stuff like that. Let's just do that. Come on now. But what about the all-time atmosphere? <laughs> well, you can still have that. I don't know. Just, just once again, please, old people, stay out of my game. Just, just, I'm sorry. We're trying to... I do understand it's for everybody, but at the same time, if you want the sport to grow, especially to the younger fans, you have to do stuff like this. You have to do this stuff. It's just, seriously, either adapt or die kind of deal. I probably shouldn't have said die, but you know what I meant. Like, basically, either adapt to the new or go extinct kind of deal. Just, I don't know. It's just once again, it's once again, I sometimes do not like the older generation because they're the reason why our sport is kind of, is kind of dying. But anyway, but still a good win. It's still a great win. I love how the Red Sox basically broken four game losing streak and basically bounce back after a really tough series down in Tampa. Yeah. All right. Game two. All right. On Saturday afternoon on basically the 10 year anniversary of possibly one of the horrific events, but also in a way it was a rallying cry for the season too. But yeah, a day we all are proud to be Bostonians and also day two. We forgot about this day two, at least for baseball. Uh, I believe it's the um, the seventieth something or hold on, we can add this up. But it's almost over seventy years since Jackie Robinson uh, broke the color barrier too. Yeah, although it wasn't really a great effect for the rest of the Red Sox, but yeah, anyway, yeah. But for this is also the ten year anniversary too of what happened on that day, April the fifteenth, twenty thirteen, when. The whole city shut down, but still came together after a horrific tragedy. And one of the reasons why 2013 was a very memorable World Series. All right. But anyway, in this game today, what we all remember and um, paid a remembrance to the victims of those uh, Boston Marathon bombings. Red Sox, they get out, get out to or basically come out and basically put on a show for the old Red Sox or for the old Red Sox people. They come back in the eighth inning and win eight to seven on Barry on some very questionable catcher's interference calls too for the um Angels. Yu Chang, he has a day, he has a few couple couple of home run or has a home run and a critical single late in the game as the Red Sox pull away with this one nine to seven. Yep, on a day we remember what happened 10 years ago on, yeah, Boston Strong and all that stuff. Yeah. All right, let's get into the box scores. All right, come on, summary. All right, not box scores, but summary. All right, so as I said, bo- top of the first inning, once again, the Angels break open first as uh, Gio Urshel, the former 
Yankees shortstop or Yankees third baseman. He hits a grand slam into left center field to score Mike Trout himself, Anthony Rendon, and Hunter Renfro to make it a 4 nothing Angels lead. All right. You know what we forgot to do? We forgot to talk about. All right. All right. Never mind then. Yeah, let's just move on. All right. And then bomb the first inning. Red Sox answer right back as Rafael Devers. He hits a two-run home run in the left center field to score himself and Rob Ref Snyder. A 4-2 Angel still lead at this point, unfortunately. Then bomb the third. Uh, Red Sox right answer right back again as a Rafael Devers. He once again, he grounds out into a double play. But thankfully, that double play scores a run as it's in uh, Justin Turner. So make it a 4-3 Angels lead at this point. So lead by only one run. Then bomb the fourth, Yu Chang. He gets on the board, his first home run, and maybe as a Red Sox, or maybe as a Red Sox in his career and for the season, as he hits a so or two-run home run into left center field to score himself in Connor Wong. Five to four, Red Sox now take the lead. Then six to four, Red Sox as a Rob Rep Snyder. He singles in the left field to score Alex Verdugo, but Justin Turner gets tagged out of third. So yeah. Yeah, three outs and, and ends the inning, but scores a run. But in the top of the or top of the fifth inning, Angels uh, answer back as uh, Anthony Rendon he singles in the left field to score uh, Mike Trout six to five Red Sox lead at this point, and then tied ball game six to six as Gio Urshela he singles into right field to score um, or score a I can't talk Shohei Otani to tie up the game six six as I said. Then top of the six, Angels take back the lead as Shohei Otani. He singles into center field to score um, Taylor Ward to or Taylor Ward seven to six. Angels lead at this point, but then not so fast, fast folks. Uh, bomb the eighth inning. Yu Chang he comes up big again after a couple of questionable catcher's interference calls. Yu Chang he singles into left field to score Kike Hernandez eight to seven. Red Sox lead lead at this point and then nine to seven red sox as rob repschneider he walks in a run that scores reese mcguire nine to seven red sox that's where your final score would stand all right so you chang today have a day all right all right so yeah so let's see you chang where we go all right so, yeah, so basically he uh, went two for four in this day, just scored a run, four RBIs, yeah, and uh, only struck out one time. Yeah, so pretty good. And as I said, he had a home run and a game or basically go-ahead single. So, yeah, so pretty good. Add away. After he was kind of getting some crap from us, yeah, but still he still has a 100 batting average, which still isn't good. But still, in a way, he did have a career or kind of a career day for today. So, yeah, so pretty good. You'd have to give him credit in that. I mean, in a way, I mean – he won us the game in this or on this day. All right. Good. I saw something on my phone. All right. Notification. Good. Awesome. All right. That fixes everything. All right. So catcher's interference in the ninth inning. So yeah. So I was trying to so I was trying to listen to this on um the way home from um Norman Community Baseball. We went up the Chicagoland area for a doubleheader against Arlington, uh St. Or Viator, which is the Catholic school up in uh, near the Chicago land area. So we basically got done with the double. And I was trying to listen to the game. So apparently, I have 
the earbuds, and they're really hard to hear. Kind of deal. I was trying to listen to the game as like well, also try to too, like try to talk with the coaches too, but also try to listen to the game too at the same time. Yeah. So yeah. So anyway, I was trying to listen, but it's really hard when you got like loud noises going on, especially since we had the windows up too, because it was still a nice day on uh Saturday. So when we were going home, kind of deal. So I was kind of trying to listen in, but it was just like, oh my god, what what's going on? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to see where the catcher's interference call. All right, so let's go to the top, bottom of the eighth inning. That's when that happened. All right, bottom of the eighth. That ain't it, huh? All right. So, yeah, so, yeah, so they basically challenged a couple of calls, too. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I mean, kind of worse for us. I mean, seriously, I don't think it was Hoppy that had. I, yeah, I was mad, um, Fias. Yeah, Matt Fias. I hope I'm pronouncing that name right. I should know this by now. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, so he was kind of screwing up a bit too. And I will say that kind of helped us win the game because those key kind of errors in a way kind of helped the Red Sox basically get back in the game for Yu Chang to basically score or score at least run or the go ahead run. So yeah, so, yeah, at least for that. I mean, I don't complain. I mean, seriously. I mean, it is kind of hard to listen to the radio balls. We'll see too where if it was actual catch, catcher's interference. Yeah. So wins a win. I mean, Pavetta, I mean, he was okay in this outing. I mean, won't well, not go okay, but he could have done better. Yeah, wow, six runs. Ugh. Yeah, Nicky Smooch just was happened to you, buddy. Ugh. That, I mean, he really got touched up in this game. But I will say, yeah, Caleb Ward and, yeah, really, yeah, Rob or Ryan Brazier. They kind of, yeah, the two pitchers you cannot trust on this bullpen Somehow came up big in this game. And yeah, Brazier got the win. Brazier? Of all people got the dub? Ugh. What is happening? Ugh. Mm. But still, it's a good, it's a good, great win. But still, I mean, this is coming from the two worst pitchers in our bullpen. <laughs> yeah, someone I do not want to give the ball to in the ninth inning. Yes. Yeah, Really, that's the one person you don't want to give the ball to late in the game. All right. All right. Ten years ago. Really, ten years. If you don't know what's going on ten years or what happened ten years ago and stuff like that. So what we're talking about is the 10-year anniversary of the Boston Marathon bombings. That basically rocked the city of Boston during in 2013. And basically kind of made the city kind of shocked. But still, you know what? They rallied back in a way. They rallied back. You know what? That was kind of motivation for the 2013 squad in a way. Basically how they won won the World Series that year. Because they were still trying to figure out how themselves. And this happened. They thought, you know what? Let's rally, let's rally behind the city and stuff like that. Let's win this World Series. And they basically just never looked back afterwards. But you also got to remember, too, that like there were lives that were lost there. Yeah, and they did an or they did a ceremony before pregame. I wasn't able to listen to it because um, once the game started, we were still doing our game with uh, for Norman community and stuff like that. So I wasn't able to listen to the whole thing, but I did hear it was a great ceremony. They honored the victims who were lost on the marathon day or marathon day and stuff like that. Yeah, I can remember where I was at on that day. So I just got back from um, just got out of a. Uh, baseball practice for uh 
Harlan Community College, and I just got into my car, turned on the radio, and they just said, yeah, there was explosions and stuff like that at the finish line in Boston. I thought, whoa. Yeah. I thought, too, I was just, what is happening? Yeah, and they did, like, and I was listening to the Bruins game last night, or tonight, game one of the Eastern Conference first round, and they basically, like, kind of like a, they do something, like, before the third period, like, basically replay, like, um, moments from the past and stuff like that. And one of the moments that they did, especially for this game, was basically what happened 10 years ago when the Bruins, like, basically, or for the Bruins, once the, when the Boston Marathon happened and stuff like that. And, like, how uh, Rene Rencourt was basically, uh, you know, he's the national anthem singer, well, back in the day. So he sung the national anthem and everybody just started singing along. And I can remember seeing that, too. I was, like, I was just listening to that. I just started choking up, crying just while I was working. I just, that really happened 10 years ago. And even after 10 years, too, after just listening to them just serenade the national anthem after what just happened before pregame of the Bruins game, I thought, and that still hits a chord after 10 years later. Really? Just, I mean, seriously, I, I just kind of want to replay that again. Just, that just sounds so beautiful. It just, Fans just singing along to the national anthem, even though you're not really supposed to sing along to the national anthem at all. But still, at the same time, knowing what happened right after that, the whole marathon bombing, I mean, why not? Why not? And yeah, listen to stuff like uh, set, um, uh, Name Redacted podcast and um, even uh, the ITM podcast, which is the Inside of the Monster podcast with Steve Roll. Like, he was... Him and Joey were going over what happened on that day. I didn't realize that, too. Nesson's um, actual station, I think, is actually in Watertown, which is based, and it was on the actual same street as where the actual shootout with the actual bombers and the police were at. Like, wow. Yeah. And there's, and the, and he remembers, like, Steve remembers he was there, like, because he used to work for Nesson before he started getting into, like, Bleacher Report and podcasts and stuff like that. So apparently, so, they were at night getting ready to do pregame or a uh, post game, and they're hearing gunshots outside. If I was going on, <laughs> and then they found out they caught the mirror, they're, they're actually in a shootout with the actual marathon bombers and stuff like that. I thought, wow, that would that would be nuts. <sighs> Watertown, Massachusetts, yeah. So, yeah, there we were talking. So, we were also like this is back to Heartland baseball. So, apparently, we were at batting practice, and like they were talking about too one of the towns in the Boston area, or Natick. Um, so apparently one of our guys, his last name is uh, Evan Natick or something like that. I thought we were choking around like, <laughs> about to say, so this town name after you, Evan? <laughs> our starting center fielder at the time. I thought, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, really 10 years. I was ta- I was at my, um. so I went over to, after I got home from work, kind of have like a quick dinner at my parents' house. Um, I was talking to my mom about that, and she said, has that really been 10 years? really has. Wow. Yeah. And seeing all the social media posts, too, from, like, both people like the Celtics, because they were about to play their um, first game in the NBA playoffs against the Atlanta Hawks on Saturday, too, and they made a post, too, like, yeah, 4-15-13 and stuff like that, Boston Day, yeah, and stuff like that. I just fought. Yeah, it really has been 10 years. I'm just on the car. And also that day, too, 
The Red Sox played their Patriots game too, and they won that game on a walk-off by Mike Napoli. Yeah, and knowing how that got overshadowed too, and like they're remembering too, like they they had no idea what was going on until they got to Cleveland and they started getting news reports and stuff like that. Yeah, but really, ten years. It really has been ten years. Yeah. All right. All right, maybe we'll go to break, and then we'll do game three, Sunday's game, and then today's game, the Patriots Day game. Yeah, and then we'll wrap it up, and when we'll do what's up on the farm, our college baseball segment, basically MLB standings, stat leaders for Red Sox, and then fantasy baseball update, trivia pursuit. Basically, two more, our final two installments of, uh, well, one of our final two installments of our all-time roster series. Look ahead and final thoughts. So don't go anywhere, folks. All right, we are back to uh, start wrapping up the series recap. All right, um, Sunday's game. So another day of uh, commemorations, this time celebration commemorations for the 2010-year anniversary of the 2013 World Series squad. And then... To cap it off, basically the shortest game in Red Sox is dropping like an hour and fifty-seven, an hour and fifty-seven minutes, and it was a pretty cool game too. As Garrett Whitlock, he pitches a gem first time a Red Sox pitcher has gotten more than six innings. A Red Sox starting rotation pitcher and Justin Turner, he basically uh gets his first home run of his Red Sox career and for the season too. So as the Red Sox end up winning this one in a very fast game, as I said. One hour and 57 minutes on a day we commemorate 2013 as they win 2-2-1. All right. So, yeah. So, they are on a three-game winning streak at this point. All right. So, pretty good. All right. So, to begin with the Angels, once again, they get on the board first. In the second inning, Brandon Jury, basically, he singles into a right field to score uh, Anthony Rendon. one nothing Angels lead at this point. Then bottom of the third, Justin Turner, he hits the go-ahead run, uh, two-run home run into a left field over the monster, his first home run of his Red Sox career as he hits a two-run home run, the score himself, and Alex Verdugo, two-to-one Red Sox. That's where your final score would stand. All right. Yay. All right. All right. Let's see. So where we go, show notes. All right. All right, game three. So basically Justin Turner today, I mean, in this game, or I should say in this game, in the last few games too, I should say, at this point. So let's go over Justin Turner. All right. So I believe he's like, well, overall season-wise, he is batting 271. So, I mean, okay. But it looks like in the last, I think, seven games or so. Look at his stats. All right. Looking like it's now, I mean, that might have changed over time, but it was like like 400 and he was batting for over 400, like 409. Oh, man, Ted Williams numbers. Yeah, I was about to say Ted Williams. But so far, I mean, like nine hits, four runs scored, a home run, four RBIs. I mean, man, Justin Turner starting to pick it up offensively and so far. So, yeah, I mean, seriously, yeah. I do kind of like his walk-up music. Augustana's Boston. I mean, seriously, it kind of is relatable to him because you know the song. It's basically, I think I'm going to Boston and like stuff like saying I'm moving from California out to Boston, something like that. And that's kind of relatable to him because the man spent most of his career playing for the Dodgers in LA and in California. And here he is 
move him out to Boston at least for just one year and just come, someone start a new life. I mean, I kind of do kind of see the similarities to that song and him joining the Red Sox this year. Yeah. So Garrett Whitlock, so outing, half an outing. So literally, he gets his first win of the season, and he basically went seven innings. He did give up a run, though, and that was in the second inning, as I said, but only gave up three hits and walked two, punched out five, and just basically just did his job to help the Red Sox just stay in this game. I mean, did create, like, yeah, as I said, just only like 11 hits so far from both sides. Yeah, But basically just held them to, like, basically three hits so far. Yeah, and Caleb Ort and uh, Ryan Brazier coming in to relieve the close it out kind of deal. Although Ort did kind of get into trouble, but he did get out of it with a basically pickoff move to second that basically tagged out of Brett Phillips. Ha 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 Yeah, I hate Brett Phillips. What an idiot. That's where he's at now with the Angels? <laughs> I knew he was with the Orioles at the beginning of this year, but he's with the Angels now? What an idiot. What a clown. I hated I did not like him when he was on the race. I think he was just a little bit of a douchebag who just somehow just got lucky. Somehow, when he played the Red Sox, he's Mr. Like, yeah, look at me. Mm, yeah, I'm the greatest player ever. And then when he plays other teams, he's a joke. <laughs> he's, yeah, he can't even hit to save his own life or do anything right. <laughs> yeah, just what, last year when the Red Sox were getting no hit for like basically nine innings until basically got broken up in the 10th that he just watched him try to make a play on Bobby Dahlbeck's double just and missing it too, which is like, <laughs> yeah, we're laughing at you idiot <laughs> clown. That's that just brought so much joy, especially at that getting broken up, just watching him try to make a play on it. But nope, you can't make a play. Ha <laughs> ha. Bye. Bye. No, no slash perfecto. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. It might have not been a perfecto at that. Yeah, because they get, I think somebody got on with an error, so it wasn't really that perfecto, but you no know, hair, but ha 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 ha. Well, Brett Phillips made it so now, so the, so the Rays pitching staff didn't get into the history books or whoever pitched that game. Yeah, really. Oh, sorry. Brett Phillips didn't make, help make history. Ha <laughs> ha. Sucks to be you, buddy. That <laughs> sucks to be you. Uh, I shouldn't be so much that. Yeah, we did end up losing that game eventually, but still, I mean, that was kind of funny. Just watching them trying to make a play on that and missing it miserably. <laughs> yeah, just let him just sl- just let him bounce by him. Yeah, yeah. Dunana, dunana. Nope. <laughs> All right, let's move on. All right, that was just hilarious. I didn't know that it was Brett Phillips that got tagged out too on that. I thought it was just. Somebody like one of their rookies or somebody like that, I got called up just res- I didn't know that was Brett Phillips at first. Now knowing that, now that just made the whole scenario look funny. <laughs> I don't know. So maybe someday he'll probably be a Red Sox someday. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. But Brazier coming into the ninth. So apparently they were talking about this too on the broadcast I was listening to, or uh, watching yes on um Sunday. So they're talking about too. I thought, why are we going to Jansen in this situation? And then they're talking about, you know, and talk about too. You know what? Since he pitched like two straight days, we kind of want to keep him like a little rest him up a bit too, because you don't want to overwork him too. Because then you're gonna have something like what happened to John Triver last year, how we basically used them every time we got into a one run situation, and that kind of hurt Schreiber in a bit. And maybe kind of a little bit affected him so far this year too. Although he's starting to, 
he's mostly been good, but still, there have been times where like, Schreiber, yeah, I don't know, yeah, that's what I mean. So they just want to keep him, keep the man like resting and stuff like that to the point where we're not using him up as much. Yeah, so I can understand this too, but I was kind of thinking Brazier. This is the last person I really want to come into the ninth inning to try to save a game or hold on to a one run lead. This is the last person I want. But apparently he basically got everybody out one, two, three and struck out one. So, I mean, he did do his job in a way. All right. So I will give him credit on that. But still. Yeah, still. Yeah, you're still on my poop list. Yeah, you're still on a poop list of a few Red Sox players or Red Sox fans. Um, Yeah. Oh no! It's a bonus. Oh, hold on, hold on. What happened to the X-rays? He's under. Oh no! Ribbon. Oh, this is basketball. This is a uh, Sacramento Kings. Not that I'm a Sacramento Kings fan. I mean, the reason I'm worried because Demontis Bonus used to play for Gonzaga basketball, and he's kind of a Gonzaga alum. And I kind of do a thing where like I kind of like keep track of who former Gonzaga players are playing in the NBA right now. And him and Rui Hachimura of now on the Lakers are basically only two guys kind of left standing away for the old former Zags. All right. But anyway, all right. So anyway, all right, back to the actual all right show. All right, 2013 celebrations. So I basically rewatched the ceremonies on YouTube and I gotta say, I mean, the the version they had on YouTube was kind of crappy. They, I feel like they were kind of messing up a bit too. But in a way, I mean, it was kind of a good ceremony. It was kind of good to see a lot of these guys back. We were missing a few people too, but I could understand. Hold on, I think I do know somebody like you know uh, Boston Strong on a uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram. So, so apparently they put up or. I'm not really sure. I'm kind of confused on if this person is a he or she. I kind of want to find out just for the fact that I just want to know. Yeah, you just want to know the mystery behind this. I mean, it doesn't matter which way, but it just would be kind of cool to find out who this person really is that run this. But this person did post or basically made a list on who really didn't or who wasn't available. Not that they really want some of them, most of them didn't want to show up. Just they had other things going on at the time. In which they can't come to the actual game. Which really stinks. All right, so here's the list. So Buck Holtz wasn't there. Felix DuBrant. Brandon Workman. David Ross. I mean, David Ross in a way. I mean, he is managing the Chicago Cubs now. So, I mean, you're probably not going to get him. Him and Mike Napoli too. Because Napoli is basically his first base coach for the team. Bogers, I mean... In a way, he is playing that day, and also he, he might still be pissed off at us so far. So, yeah. I mean, Quentin Berry, Daniel, man, Daniel Nava was there? Huh. Really? Hmm. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. So, anyway, yeah. But, yeah, it was good to see guys like um Andrew Miller. I mean, I didn't know Andrew Miller had that big of an impact on this on the 28 or 2013 squad. I mean, he, I kind of didn't know he was somewhat on the actual – squad but i mean not really that big of an impact but anyway all right so yeah so i mean I, yeah jared social Machia, man his hair has grown jake pv was there i mean yeah i mean poppy big puppy yeah 
And the one thing I kind of did like about the ceremony too, to wrap it up, they brought out a uh, Koji Uehara and they had him uh, use his a uh, walk up or uh, basically his uh, entrance music, the same or sandstorm uh, entrance music, which uh, Salmora used too. I mean, in a way, I mean Salmora did get recruited by U- Uehara, so yeah. But yeah, and the funny thing to wrap it up too, Big Poppy basically grabbed him and basically kind of like put him over his shoulders too. And I thought that was cute. Oh, it's just. Brought back so many memories. I do know someone who was actually on the actual squad, but on the coaching staff too, the first base coach. Remember old Arnie Baylor? Yeah. So apparently I was talking to my coach too, because that's how I know Arnie Baylor, because um, my old college coach named Metzger and him go back way back and stuff like that. And they were buddies and stuff like that. So back in 2013, back in November, 2013, we had our annual kind of cash bash fundraiser and he was the main speaker for that um, ceremony. So apparently he showed up and he basically brought some Red Sox gear for me, but he basically kind of like, we basically had like kind of like a secret kind of meeting kind of thing where it was out of sight where it wasn't really people could see, but we had like a secret that like, gave me gear, like gave me a couple of balls we have up there, poppy and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of gears too. I mean, I will say that too. That was really nice of him to, I don't, I try to ask him, Mets, um, what's he doing now? I mean, seriously, I mean, I mean, back in 2015, they kind of did let him go too, which I feel like that was kind of dumb too, but whatever, whatever. I mean, seriously, but still, I mean, he has been bouncing around a bit. I think he was, last time I saw him was in the Marlins farm system as one of their coaches too, but I don't know what he's doing now. I try to ask him Mets, but I haven't really got a response back from him. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be kind of interesting to see what he's doing now. Just the fact that, yeah. If he would he would have been on the coaching staff for 2016, and that's the year we went, I went to my first Red Sox game at Fenway, I was going to see if we can maybe get a touch and say, you let us into the clubhouse, maybe dugout. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Arnie, <laughs> can you let us in? <laughs> I want to. I want to be close to Poppy. I want to be close to Pedroia and all those guys. I want to meet them. <laughs> I want to meet them. Just talk to them. Get some stuff. Get some gear. <laughs> Take a little tour. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, but that was a cool ceremony. Yeah. yeah. Really, and it has really been ten years. And I've been like for the Twitter, Instagram too. I've been doing the whole. 10-year anniversary on this day in 2013 so far. I mean, I just thought, looking back at some of those games now, that that really happened 10 years ago. It's just wild. And just watching some of these plays, I knew where I was at when Poppy hit that Grand Slam in Game 2 of the ALCS against the Tigers. It basically turned that whole series around for the Red Sox to the point, we're going to win the, we're going to win this thing. We are going to win this thing. And watching Game 6 of the World Series where I was at, I was at my parents' house just watching it, just like, we're going to get this done. And seeing how they were piling run after run, too, even though the Cardinals did score one run after that. And at the same time, I was thinking, we're going to win this thing. I mean, for the first time, I mean, at that point, they had won two World Series, but this would be the first time they clinched it at home since 1918. And we're... This might be a fun little World Series celebration, a Fenway celebration that's 95 years waiting. And it was just like, just 
watching that final i just basically went yes let's go and knowing what happened earlier in april as i said with the marathon bombings and knowing finally this is this is just then this is just really great to see this happen it was just yeah i'm trying to find the word to see describe coming back from a tragic event like that and seeing actual triumph This brings back memories. Just the whole band of Bearded Brothers. They were gonna. They're. They were uh, playing that on Ness in the whole document, which I have on DVD. Yeah, I was thinking maybe we could watch that sometime. Ten years. Yeah, it's kind of crap that they didn't do one for 2018. That's dumb. Knowing that's the best team ever, at least for at least most wins ever in Red Sox history. That was stupid for Ness. And come on now, Ness and. Yeah. All right, so game four, the Patriots Day game, which, by the way, we should probably go over for some people who don't know, especially some that aren't from the ball or Massachusetts main area. So Patriots Day in Massachusetts and New England, or New England, mostly Massachusetts and Maine, is basically the, the anniversaries to commemorate the battles of Lexington and Concord. So I think it started way back in the day. <laughs> I taught, I said happy Patriots Day to a teacher when I was still at Parkside Junior High. And he looked at me like, because he was a big Steelers fan and he fought Patriots Day as the New England Patriots. But I told him what Patriots Day means. And he looked at me, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That is a nice holiday, Patriots Day. And he's kind of thinking too. I was asked, told my sister and my brother in law this too. And they're thinking like, why is this a national holiday or why is this the national holiday? If these are like basically the battles first commemorate the first two battles for our war for independence or for American independence. I mean, why is this not a national holiday everywhere else? I don't know. I don't know the reasoning why it's not a national holiday everywhere else. But anyway, hold on. I'm trying to see this. All right. Patriots day. I want to kind of, kind of want to see when they started celebrating Patriots Day. I think it might have been like the 100th anniversary. So basically back in 1875, maybe they started celebrating. I knew they did the marathon back in the 1890 to start doing that. That's kind of one of the things they do. They have the marathon and they have the, as I said, the 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. game. Um, so basically people will have time to like after the game, go over to the marathon finish line and see the last few runners cross the finish line. Okay, here we are. All right, so it basically didn't become an actual holiday until possibly 1894. So, yeah, okay, so, all right, so the 1890s, all right, so, yeah. Or basically 1907 in a way, because it used to be called Fast Day, but replaced it with Patriots Day. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's celebrating in Wisconsin, apparently. In Florida, too, huh? North Dakota? No way. All right. <laughs> really? Really? A lot of places. <laughs> I'll just say, were those affected by the American Revolution? I don't think they were. I don't, I don't know. All right. So let's get into the game. All right. Not a great game so far. I mean, this is probably one of the worst games, too, of the series. Bray. Brian Bayo makes his uh, season debut, and he was just lit up early. 
Shohei was just kind of carving us up too. We eventually did get ahead eventually, and we kind of did make a little bit of a rally late in the game, but the rally was to no avail, unfortunately. Red Sox ended up losing this game 5-4, to four. and their record, they're back to under a game above below 500, and their free game winning streak came to an end. Yeah. On Patriots Day of all days. Well, at least the Bruins won tonight, so they took, yeah, so one down, 15 more wins to go until they get the Stanley Cup. All right. At least for that. At least for that. Yeah. But still, man, Red Sox should have won today, especially today. Of all days. <laughs> of all days. Yeah, really. All right. All right, so the top of the first inning, Red Sox, or the Angels, they get on the board first as a Hunter Renfro. He hits a, a solo solo home run into left center field to score himself, Shohei Otani, and um, Taylor Ward to make it 3 uh Angels. So he basically just touched up uh, Bale quickly. And then Brian, or then, uh, Brian, Dur- or, uh, sorry, uh, Brian, or Brandon Drury, he hits a sack fly into left field to score uh, Gio Urshela, 4 nothing Angels at this point. Yeah, and then uh, or then uh, bomb of the first Rob Repsnyder he hits a sack round out to uh shortstop uh Zaka Nito to score um Ramo Tapia four to one Angels lead at this point. Then top of the second Hunter Renfro he hits another sack round out to Kike Hernandez to score Zach Nito who got his first career ho- or first career hit of his career today. All right, so pretty good at least for hat. I mean, hats off to him. But still five to one Angels at this point. And then the, in the top of the six, uh Kiki Hernandez, he has a sack fly into center field to, or into or center field to score Rob Ref Snyder. Five to two. Angels lead at this point. Then Reese McGuire, he singles into a or infield single to a air or a pitcher Aaron Loop to score Chris or Tristan Casas. Five to three uh Angels at this point. Then Rafael Devers, he has a single into a right field to score Alex Verdugo, 5-4, to four, but that's where the rally ended right there. And final score, 5-4. to four. Yuck. All right. Let's go over Bayo's start. All right. This kind of stunk. I know it was a bad outing on him, and he needs to do better on that, but that really stunk for the dude. Really, seriously. I was kind of hoping that he would be coming out guns a blazing in a way and it's kind of just basically just come out hot basically and just basically just strike people out and just prove hey working out with Pedro this offseason kind of really did help in a bit but yeah five runs on eight hits and one home run and went and threw two and or a two or two and two first innings just a 16.88 year. I mean, this looked like the Bayo before September kind of deal. It's just, which really seemed, because I really do want to see this guy succeed here. And knowing that, I feel like what they're saying is basically, this could be basically one of the best homegrown pitching talents since like Roger Clemens in a way, or maybe like John Lester in a way. I mean, this is really the first homegrown talent we had. And, I kind of want to be just like Pedro, or even better than Pedro. Except for Pedro. I mean, Pedro wasn't really a Red Sox homegrown talent, but you know what I mean. I mean, he was an ace for the Red Sox. And that's what I want for Bayo. 
I want him to be the best homegrown town or Red Sox homegrown pitcher for this franchise and also but an ace too. And I mean, so far in his career, I mean, except for September of last year, he hasn't really, yeah. I mean, but here's the thing. It's only one start and hopefully this doesn't become a common occurrence. Cutter Crawford coming in to relief. I mean, he really kind of helped us stay into this game in a way and create and help create. So we or help create less more runs for us and basically made us. So we were able to like basically try to make a comeback in the end. Um, so yeah, so six and in third innings and only gave up a hit. Yeah, struck out five. I mean, he basically came in, and that's where I feel like I feel like Cutter Crawford could be useful coming out of the bullpen. I really feel like that that could be his basically his uh spot, just like uh Winkowski in a way. Let's put those guys in the bullpen. Yeah, seriously, can we get rid of Ward and uh Frazier? I mean, seriously. I mean, credit where too, they did kind of show up this weekend, but still. I would kind of rather have Winkowski and uh, Crawford in this position, but still, I mean, he did. Crawford did give us an opportunity to come back and win. Although, yeah, and then lastly, rain delays too. Rain delay after rain delay. It's just all right. So they started out the game on a rain delay, and we didn't get start until like maybe eleven a.m. my time, noon Eastern time. It was just fought. Okay. So, and then they had another one that let, dragged on. And Red Sox didn't even make an announcement until like maybe 2.35 Eastern time, 1.35 Eastern time, or Central time for me. It's just, I don't know. But I did kind of see videos of like people out in center field, that one center field area that they had blocked off to. And they just had a group of like these guys closer or maybe younger to my age who were just having a ball, just all shirtless, just in the rain, just dancing like I thought, okay, yeah. On Patriots Day, I was about to say, I was about to say what's going to happen to the Bruins game, too. That's going to be, yeah, I was about to say, I was about, about to say, but still, I mean, and they were talking about, too, how Lou Maroney, I mean, I will say this, I do kind of like him being on, he was kind of saying, too, I can see that they need to try to get this game in because, A, when will you have a chance to get this game in? Because, because you got to find a start or you got to find an off day for both these teams. Which is kind of hard, and um, and the same time too. This probably is the last time you'll play the Red Sox or the Angels will come to Boston and stuff like that. So you kind of need to find time to get that done and stuff like that. So I can kind of see where like calling the game was probably going to be an option, but still, it's just I don't know. There was kind of a thought in my mind. You know what? Is there really a point? It's raining cats and dogs to this game. Why not just call it? Why not legitimately just call it? And just let's just get ready for the twins this next series. I don't know. But still, we did win the series. Oh, by the way, crap. We forgot to do something. We forgot to put put or hold on. I will say this one kind of final thought about the whole series, too. So apparently there was a lot of commotion for uh Shohei Otani. Yeah, a lot of fans. Like there was like, I think. It was either Sunday's or Saturday's game. There was a lot of fans just waiting outside the Angels bus, wanting to get a close up of Shohei Otani. I mean, they're kind of acting. I mean, he is kind of somewhat the Babe Ruth of um, Red or uh, for the modern day baseball. I mean, the guy can hit, but he also can pitch too. All right. So, all right. So yeah, I mean, and in a way, I mean, we are trying to get the guy to come to the Red Sox. Yeah, someone, I think it was uh, the ITM podcast. Steve Parole was saying, like, one of his um, 
people that he's like friend or uh falls or like buddies with on uh Twitter and stuff like that. He sent him a photo of it looked like Shohei Otani. Apparently it, this was that Thursday that we were still in Tampa Bay trying to do that uh um afternoon game. And apparently so the Angels got into town before we did and apparently he was Shohei was kind of like just walking around Boston trying to find uh condos. And a lot of them were kind of thinking, is he searching for condos here in Boston or in Boston? And that kind of started thinking, you know what? We're kind of oh, interesting. Is he thinking of coming to the Red Sox? Maybe if he's condo searching, but I don't know. Maybe that might not be nothing. I mean, in a way, you might be one. We might be forking over a lot of money to try to get Shohei in a way. But it would be nice to have him. I mean, he's a star talent, a generational talent. I mean, but still, you would have to give up a lot of money for to get that dude. Although I want the man on the Red Sox. Yeah, him and Yoshi on the same team, former Team Jap Team Japan play, or uh, teammates. We could just see that happen. Which, by the way, we saw pictures of him like of them like hanging out. Yeah, that was kind of fun. Yeah, Team Mexico had their own reunion, too, of the Angels and Red Sox players. Yeah. All right, so here we are. We updated. So the Angels, since, since doing this podcast, we are 7-4 and four against the Angels with a 636 uh, win percentage. I mean, not bad. I mean, okay. I mean, three games above 500. I mean, could be worse. All right. Well, that is kind of a good series, at least a kind of a bounce back series. But still, it would have been nice to have swept them. I think there was a fun little stat too, where like, I think it would have been like um four straight series where we either got swept or swept them. That would have been fun. Yeah, yeah. But as I said, a series win is just as good as a sweep. I mean, yeah. All right, we're running out of time. All right, we'll go to break. But then when we come back, we will do. What's up on the farm? All right, we are back to it. But before we go over what's up on the farm, we forgot to talk about one thing on the series recap. All right, so a lot of um, few former Red Sox players, our current Red Sox players, um, significant others in a way, kind of took part in the Boston Marathon too. Like I think of Brock Holt and his wife Lakin, they took part in the Marathon too. They did their donation too. I'm trying to think of Ryan Dempster, I think did um. The marathon too, but he was doing for the Lucy Lou uh, Foundation too. I think, yeah, I think. Uh, oh, Justin Turner's wife also took part in it too. I'm looking at photos right here now. I mean, yeah, of his wife Courtney. Yeah, yeah. No wonder she was not at the game today. I think yeah, I was about to say. I don't think. Yeah, I was about to say. I don't think JT got. In, I think. Hold on. He. I think he did get in as a pinch runner, but I could be told. Or the pinch hitter, but I could be told. Hold on. Yeah, he did get on pinch hit, but he uh, got out. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so that's probably why she wasn't at the game today. Yeah, she was running the marathon. Yeah, she was about to run the marathon. Yeah, I mean, they did make something about it on uh, Nesson pregame. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like Courtney. Yeah. Yeah. But we're, yeah, I was about to say, let's, yeah, I was about to say, yeah, let's not go too far on the, yeah, she was, yeah. but yeah, like, yeah. So Brock Holt, yeah, so yeah, so it was kind of cool. I, I, 
he was doing donations too. I wonder if he made the donation. I was trying to look on Instagram to see if uh where he got there. I think the last post was like the night before the marathon. Yeah, it was him and Lakin. Basically, yeah. So yeah, so one more one more sweep. Donations are still alive at the link. Oh yeah, all right. Yeah, but this picture just looks of him like man, the man's about ready to fall asleep. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Brock looked like he's about ready to pass out. <laughs> It's like, like, it's just like, yay. Yeah, Brock just looks like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I still got to make my donation to the Jimmy Fund, which we will still do. Because here's, back on uh, the opening day episode, I made a commitment. So let's see. So if Devers didn't get a home run, that's who I picked to hit the first home run for the Red Sox in uh, 20 or 2023. I would make a donation. I, I mean, I was going to make a donation anyway to the Jimmy Fund and stuff like that. I mean, we're still going to do it. I mean, we're still going to do it. I just, and also, I kind of I want to wait too until the refund check shows up too for um, tax season, which by the way, tomorrow, yeah, well, now today, yeah, I was about to say today. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we still are. I mean, seriously. Literally, there the Jimmy Fund is a really good organization, stuff like that. Yeah, I think Chara took part two, former Bruins defenseman. Yeah, he took part two. He actually ran the marathon. Yeah, I think at the one point, I think he passed Brock Holt at one point. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say yeah, I think Poppy Mob ran it too. I think yeah, but yeah, pretty cool, fun day. I mean, a rainy day. I mean, the Red Sox did lose, but yeah, the marathon and yeah, the Bruins win. Game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs, at least for the first round, at least. Yeah, it's the old Florida Panthers. Yeah, yeah, awesome, pretty good day for the most part. Yeah, all right, let's go up on what's up on the farm. All right, so the last time we talked was on Friday. Let's go over that. All right, Friday. I mean, we just will we'll just roll rattle off these scores a bit. Yeah. All right. So Portland Sea Dogs. So they uh pl- took on the New Hampshire Fisher Cats and won three to one. So pretty good. So yeah. So they're six and one at this point. Durhan gets the win. So pretty good. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if we. Yeah. No. Don't. Because yeah, this is very weird. Because if you go over box scores, you gotta go all the way back. And we at this point, this is yeah. Let's just roll. All right. All right, and then the Woo Sox, they took on the Columbus Clippers, but unfortunately lost 8-1. to one. They're 5-7 and seven at this point. Eh, Paxton gets the loss. So he made his rehab start in this uh, one, and yeah, he kind of got the loss. Yeah. Old big Naple. Yeah. Maple, yeah, Maple. Not Naple. Maple. Yeah, like Maple Syrup. Because yeah. he is Canadian. <laughs> yeah. All right. Then the... Greenville Drive, they took on the Asheville Taurus, but unfortunately lost 6-5. to five. Yeah, late in the game. Yeah, they basically gave it up right, right in the ninth inning and just never came back. 2-4 at this point. And then Salem Red Sox, they didn't play on Friday. Game got rained out So against uh, the Carolina Mudcats. All right. All right, Saturday. All right, here we go. All right, so the Salem Red Sox played a doubleheader, so they made that game up. So game one... They played against the Mudcats of Carolina, at, but lost six to two. 
four and three at this point. Ugh. Yeah, not great. All right. Perelius gets the loss. Man, a 21 ERA. Ugh. All right. And then, and then game two. Luckily, they won this game five to two. So they came back and took the second game. All right. All right. They're five and three at this point. All right. Then the Woo Sox, they took on the Columbus Clippers and won six to five. They came back and walk it off at the end. Paletti gets the AJ Paletti gets the win. So yeah. Oh, pretty good. All right. Six to five. Yeah. Cue the standouts in the way. So six to five. All right. Or well, not six or a six to five. They're six and seven or six and seven for win what I can't talk. Win loss record. All right. Then Portland, they took on the New Hampshire Fish Cats and won six to one. They keep on winning. So seven and one. Lou gets the win. So yeah, all right. So he's proven so far this year. All right. Anyway. Yeah. All right. All right, and then the Greenville Drive, they took on the Asheville Taurus, but unfortunately lost in 10 innings, 8-5. They're 2-5 and five at this point. Ugh. Yuck. All right. They haven't, they, yeah, they weren't good last year either. All right. All right. Then on Sunday, they the Salem Red Sox, they took on the Mudcats for the series finale, but unfortunately lost 7-0. They get blown out. They only get three hits in this game. Ugh. Rodriguez Cruz, he gets the loss. Yuck. All right. Man, he gave up seven runs in the first inning. Man. Ugh. Were they all earned? Because I'm looking at his ERA. They, they do not look earned. Ugh, there's no way. Yeah, I don't know. All right. And the Woo Sox, they took on the Columbus Clippers for the series finale, but unfortunately got blown out 10-0. Gundino gets the loss. He's 2-1 and one with a 5.40 ERA. Huh. Oh, Balter's buddy, uh, Toussaint, he got the save. He's playing for the Clippers now, huh? Really? Balter's an old buddy from Harlan. He's from the Miami area, and him and Toussaint basically were teammates together back in the day for one of, uh, I think it was either high school or travel ball. But basically, like, yeah, they know each other, so, like, he basically, like, says, yeah, that's my buddy from uh, back home. Yeah. So, uh, Toussaint, yeah. So he got the save in that one, I think. I think that's Tucson. I don't know. It could be. It really could be. Man, that's where he's at now in the Guardians farm system. I think, because aren't the Clippers the Guardians AAA team? Yeah. I don't know. All right. So the Woo Sox are 6-8 and eight at this point. Two games below 500. Not good. All right. Then Portland, they took on the or uh, Fisher Cats for the series finale, but unfortunately lost three to two. They're seven to two at this point. Olds gets the loss. Zero and one with a ten point eighty ERA. All right, all right. And the Greenville Drive, they took on the Asheville Taurus and won four to three. So pretty good. They're three and five at this point. Encarnacion gets the win. He's one and zero with a five point seventy nine ERA. All right. And then, but or and then, um, Goodman gets to save his second of the year. All right, all right. And then Monday, let's see, they did not play. Nobody played today, but tomorrow or today, I should say Tuesday. All right, so they start a series. So they start the new series. All right, Portland will take on the Reading uh, Fighting Phils at home in Portland. That game will be at six or six p.m. Eastern time, five p.m. Central time for me. And no starter has been announced for Portland yet. All right. 
Right. And then Salem, they'll take on the or a Lynchburg uh, Hillcats. That game at home will be at 6.05 Eastern Time, 5.05 Central Time for me. All right, and starter for the or for the Salem Red Sox will be uh, Rogers. All right. Then the Greenville Drive, they go to a Greensboro and take on the Grasshoppers, and that game will be at six thirty Eastern Time, five thirty Central Time for me. All right, and no starter has been announced for the drive yet. All right, and then the Woo Sox they'll take on the or. Or Lehigh or Lehigh Valley uh, Iron Pigs. That game will be at six forty-five Eastern Time, five forty-five Central Time for me. And Worcester's starter will be Ryan Mata. All right, yeah, all right. Hmm, not good stats so far. Yeah, but I don't know. Could be early. All right, that will be. That's it for what's up on the farm. All right, let's go over college baseball segment. All right. We won't go over rankings tonight just for the fact that at this point, I just want to just ra- start wrapping up this episode. I think we kind of went a little bit too long with the last episode. I kind of was here. We can maybe start cutting it down at this point. All right. Then, um, or maybe we'll, next episode we'll do ranking or, uh, do, uh, standings. But for now, let's just get, just kind of just start wrapping it up. All right. Right state. So they're 20 and 16 at this point, 10 and five in conference play and on a four game win streak. All right, so they're starting to pick it up a bit after bouncing back after last weekend's Easter weekend, getting swept by Milwaukee and Milwaukee. All right, All right. so they uh, took on Youngstown State at home on Friday. They won the first game, eleven to six. All right, pretty good. And then on Saturday, game two, they took that game on a walk off. Well, actually, they played a doubleheader on Saturday too because of inclement weather was heading into uh, the Dayton area at the time. So they played a doubleheader. So the first game they took four to three on a walk off, and then on the second game, our second game, they won ten to six to sweep the series. All right, so pretty good, awesome. All right, and this week, so tomorrow, well today, Tuesday, they go to Dayton and take on Dayton as the Flyers. Um, that game will be at seven p.m. Eastern time, six p.m. Central time for me. And then, yeah, well, yeah, we'll probably just wait, yeah, for that series. All right. So that's it for Wright State. All right. All right. And then Central Missouri, they're 30 and 11 at this point, 21 and 6 in conference play, and on to game win streak. All right. Go down. All right. All the way down. All the way. All right. So they played. All right. So they played another conference series at Pittsburgh State, not Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, Kansas. Yeah. Because there's no. H at the end of Berg. So, yeah. All right. They took on the Gorillas. Yeah, that's actually their mascot. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's their mascot, the Gorillas. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, all right. So, I don't know why I just did there. I don't know. All right. Yeah. All right. So, they took or uh, lost the first game six to five. Then the second game on Saturday, they won six or nine to five. All right, so pretty good. All right. And then on the third game on Sunday, they won seven to five. All right. All right, so pretty good. Pretty good. All right. All right, awesome. So uh, conference series wins are pretty good. Another MI or MIA opponent against the Gorillas. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. So. 
um, this or um, this week they oh, go. Oh, I can't talk. All right. So they play on uh, Wednesday a non-conference opponent against uh, Drury at home, 6 p.m. Eastern or 6 p.m. Central Time or uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for or 7, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. All right. 6 p.m. Central Time for me. All right. That's clear. All right. All right. I don't know why I just that kind of did mess me up a bit. All right. All right. Okay, and then um, UMass Boston. All right, they're seventeen nineteen at this point, seven and zero in conference play, and on a two game win streak. All right, all right, all right, and then Saturday, yeah, Saturday. All right, Saturday they play against Ken's or Ken State in a doubleheader in Ken, New Hampshire, another conference opponent. All right, they took the first game. Seven to five, and then won the second game, fifteen to nine. All right, pretty good. So another conference sweep opponent. Yeah. All right, whatever. All right, all right. Sorry. Just, yeah. All right, and then this week they uh starting or playing against another conference opponent at home, UMass or UMass Dartmouth on Tuesday or today, three p.m. Eastern time, two p.m. Central time for me. All right, and then Wednesday they go against. Against New England College, that game was rescheduled from um, the twenty eighth, and then the seventh of March, and then now they're playing it now at home, four p.m. Eastern time, three p.m. Central time for me, and then on Thursday they'll take play against our Nichols College in Dunley, Massachusetts, three thirty p.m. Eastern time, two thirty p or p.m. Central time for me. So let's go. All right. Augustana Uni- or Augustana College. All right, they're twenty-two and six, seven and two in uh, conference play, and four-game win streak. All right, so pretty good. The old Vikings. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Where am I? At? All right. Carthage on Friday, a doubleheader at home. Right, another conference opponent, another CCIW opponent. Took the sec- first game 10 nothing in eight innings, so a 10-run rule, and then another 10-run rule game, 12 nothing, eight innings also. And then on Saturday, they went to uh, Kenosha, or Kenosha, Wisconsin, in which is where Carthage is located at, um, and took that game 8-7, to seven, a little bit closer of a game, but still they won. So, yeah, so another conference um Opponent taken down. All right. So awesome. And then on Tuesday, they take, they um, go back home and play another conference opponent, another CCIW opponent in Elmhurst on Tuesday, which is tomorrow, 7 p.m. Eastern or 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. All right. So that's it. All right. Um, Tennessee Wesleyan, they're 35 and six at this point. 24 and 0, so still undefeated in conference play and on a 10 game win streak. All right, they just keep on rolling. All right, the old Bulldogs. All right, all right, let's see. So they played on Friday against uh Reinhardt. All right, so that or so a Friday's game they won 11 or 11 to 5 at home in Athens, Tennessee, and then they played a doubleheader also on Saturday at home. 
Um, took the first game 15 to 2, and then the second game 12 to 1. All right. All right. Another conference sweep. All right. Yes, sir. Another AAC opponent, which is, I think, Appalachian Athletic Conference. I could be wrong on that. All right. All right. And then Wednesday, they play another, they play against another non-conference opponent in the University of the Cumberlands in Kentucky. Um, they'll go there. Um, that game will be at a 5 p.m. Eastern time, 4 p.m. Central time for me. All right. All right, and then uh, Florida Southwestern. All right, so they're 18 18 at this point, 9 and 8 in conference play, and have won their last game. All right, let's go. All right, so Friday they played against uh, Eastern Florida State, but lost that game 8 to 5. All right, and then on Saturday they also played against them at their place in Melbourne, uh, Florida, but lost in 12 innings. Three to two. Then today, or then today, they played against Inspiration Academy and won in a seven inning uh, blowout, twenty four to nothing. Football score, I should say. All right, right. and then so, and then uh, this week they'll play against Indian River uh, State College in Florida or uh, in a Fort or Fort Pierce, Florida. That game will be at two p.m. Eastern Time, one p.m. Central Time for me. All right, so that's it. All right, I believe that's another conference opponent. I could be wrong on that. Indian River. Yes, I'm seeing that dot is another conference game. All right, which by the way, what is their conference? Yeah, it's not showing me. All right, all right. Harlan Community College. They're 34 or 33 and four at this point, 17 and three in conference play, and have won 10 straight wins in a row. All right, all right. So they played ICC, which is basically Jim Tomey's all mater. All right. So they played a doubleheader on Friday. And so basically, as I said, like two games, two doubleheader or well, a doubleheader, one one doubleheader at their place. And then they'll come to uh, Heartland's home field and play a doubleheader there. So basically four games in total. All right. If anybody was paying attention so far. All right. So first game of the doubleheader on the road, they won 13 to three, so pretty good. And then the second game, 17 to four victory. All right. Then this game, this year, this uh, home doubleheader should have been on Sunday, but because of inclement weather that was coming in, um, Sunday, Saturday night, they moved the series or this doubleheader to Saturday. So I mean, get it done and early. Give Sunday off. Don't hate it. All right. All right. First game, one six to two. And then the second game, a 15-3 blowout. All right. So the Hawks still keep on rolling. All right. And then this week, they go to, um, well, tomorrow they go to South Suburban College for a 9 inning game in South Holland, Illinois. That game will be at 3 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. And then on Wednesday, they go to Trident or, uh, go, or uh, come back home to play a 9 inning game against Trident College. All right. 3 p.m. Eastern time or 3 p.m. Central time, 4 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday. All right. All right. Get one more. In. All right. Tyler Junior College. All right. So they are um, 27 and 20 at this point, 19 and 11 in conference play, and have won their last game so far. All right. Let's go over it. Down, down, down. All right. 
All right. All right. And then this, all right. So this past weekend, they played against uh, pa- uh, Panola College for a doubleheader. Uh, took the first game seven to three in seven innings. Hmm. Well, actually, that was a full game, all right. And then the second game, they went to extra innings, and but won seven to six. So based on a walk off, so pretty good, awesome at home in Tyler College or Tyler Junior College. All right, all right. And this week, they play another conference uh, opponent, a doubleheader on Wednesday. It's Angelina College on the road. All right. So basically, away. So that game will be at one. First game will be at one p.m. Central Time. Um. 2 p.m. Eastern time, and that will be a seven-inning game. And then second game, 3.30 Eastern time, or 3.30 Central time, 4.30 Eastern time. That will be nine innings also. That will be nine innings. All right. So that is it. All right, for our college baseball segment. A little choppy, but whatever. All right. Let's go over MLB standings real quick, and then we'll go to break. And then... Finish off with the Red Sox stat leaders, fancy baseball update, and you know, yeah, you know the drill. All right. You know what to do. All right. All right. American League in the East Division. Still leading the pack right now is the Tampa Bay Rays, but they are, they are no longer undefeated. In fact, they lost a series this weekend against the Toronto Blue Jays. Man, really? But right now, they're still in first place with a 14-3 and record. All right, in second place behind them are the New York Yankees, ten and seven or ten and six. Uh, behind them in third place are the Toronto Blue Jays, ten and seven. Behind them, Baltimore Orioles, nine and seven. And then dead last place, sadly, is the your Boston Red Sox, eight and nine. Ugh. All right, in the Central Division, leading the pack right now, and the Red Sox next opponent is the Tampa or uh, Minnesota Twins, ten and six. Behind them are the Cleveland Guardians. Nine and seven. In third place is the Chicago White Sox, six and ten. Behind them, the Detroit Tigers, five and nine. And then in dead last place is the Kansas City Royals, four and thirteen. All right. In the West Division, leading the pack right now is the Texas Rangers with a ten and six record. Behind them are the LA Angels, eight and eight. Man, we made sure they were not in first place, or at least tied for first place this weekend. Funny. All right. All right. In third place of the Fending World Series champion, the Houston Astros. It will actually tie for third place right now is the defending World Series champion, Houston Astros and Seattle Mariners, eight and nine. And then in dead last place is the Oakland A's, three and 14. Man, possibly the worst team in baseball right now. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Dallas Braden cannot give us crap on the next podcast. Whoop. Listen to Red Sox aren't good. Well, your A's aren't good either. Yeah, in fact, they're possibly the worst team in baseball right now. Yeah, really. I'm about to say going to be the Las Vegas A's in the next few or few years or so. Yeah, really. All right, in the National League in the East Division, lean the pack right now and on a seven game win streak as we speak is the Atlanta Braves, thirteen and four. All right, in second place, the New York Mets. So they're not doing too bad after. Um, Diaz went down 11 and six. So decent. All right. All right. In or in third place, the Miami Marlins eight and nine set in fourth place, the Philadelphia Phillies six and 10 and in dead last place is the Washington nationals 11 and or five and 11. All right. In the central division, lean the pack right now is 
the Milwaukee Brewers, 12 and 5. Behind them, Chicago Cubs, 9 and 6. Behind them, Pittsburgh Pirates, 10 and 7. How is that? Oh, because they have more losses. Okay, that makes sense. All right. In, in fourth place, the Cincinnati Reds, 7 and 9. And then in dead last place, the St. Louis Cardinals, 7 and 10. Man, losing pool holes and Molina kind of starting to affect things there in old uh, Birdland. Yeah, in old, uh, well, not Birdland, uh, Red Birdland. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> Man. All right. In the West Division, leading the pack right now, surprisingly, is um, the Arizona Diamondbacks, which, by the way, we forgot about that, too. Tor Lavello wasn't at the ceremonies on Sunday, too. I mean, yeah, really. And he was the bench coach on that team. Huh. Really? Well, I mean, he has a managed the Diamondbacks, too. I mean, so, yeah, that might have been conflicting. All right. In the, in second place is the L.A. Dodgers, 9 and or 8-9. Behind them, San Diego Padres, 8-10. and 10. Man, with all the moves they made in their inferred place with a two games below 500. Yeah. On two-game losing streak. Hmm. Yeah. All right. In fourth place, the San, or San Francisco Giants, 5-10. and 10. And then in dead last place, and possibly the worst team in the National League, is the Colorado Rockies, 5-12. and 12. I'm going to say the A's and the Rockies fighting for that draft pick. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. Which, by the way, that's a draft lo- ro- lottery now. Hmm. All right. We'll go to break, and then we'll start wrapping it up with Red Sox stat leaders. Um, fancy baseball update. Um, trivia pursuit. Question from last week, and or last episode, and this episode's question. Um, our second to last installment of our all-time roster, and then... Series look ahead to the twin series and then final thoughts. All right, we are back to start with the Red Sox stat leaders. All right. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe next year or so we might just do it like maybe just like I don't know, maybe every other episode. I don't know. There's sometimes where I find why are we doing this every episode? But anyway. All right. Okay, so batting-wise, all right, so batting average of Alex Verdugo is your uh, leader with a 328 batting average. Um, home runs, Devers with 7. RBI leader is Devers also with 16. Excuse me. Sorry. Probably should have can't close out the mic on that. All right. Stolen bases, it's Yoshida with 2. Run scored, it's Devers with 14. On base percentage, it's Verdugo with 394. Slugging, it's Devers also with 652. On base per- or OPS, it's Devers with 966. Hits, it's Verdugo with uh, 22 or 21. Doubles, Duvall with 5. Triples, it is a uh, two-way tie between Duvall and Verdugo with 1. Alright. Walks, it's a uh, Trey Tur- or uh, Justin Turner with nine strikeouts. It's a two-way tie between Casas and Kike with sixteen. Oh, Casas is tied for that category. Oh man, that's kind of scaring me for Casas too. Yeah, I kind of want to see him succeed this year too. Damn. Well, maybe he'll start figuring out soon, but so. All right. Caught stealing, nobody leads that category because nobody has been caught stealing yet so far this year, at least for now. 
All right. Games played. It is a three-way tie between Kike, Trey Turner, or Justin Turner, and Alex Rodugo. Yeah, all former Dodgers in this category. Yeah, with 17. All right. Man, ex-Dodgers leading the category in games played. All right. At-bats, it's Devers with 66. All right. All right, pitching. Here we go. So, Cutter Crawford leads the team in ERA with 442. Huh, um, wins, it's Tanner Houck with a two, the Collinsville, Illinois native. Strikeouts, it's a two-way tie between Cutter Crawford and Chris Sale with a 19. Man, Chris Sale leads that category. Huh? All right, saves, it's Kenley Jansen with four. Whip, it's Cutter Crawford with 0.98. Batting average against it's Cutter Crawford, also with a 222 batting average against. All right. Innings pitch, it's Cutter Crawford with 18.1. Complete gains, no one leads that category yet because no one has thrown a complete game yet in the Red Sox pitching staff. I don't think anybody will this year. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Still kind of a up in the air kind of thing. Hopefully I'm wrong in that category. All right. Gains played, it's Ryan Brazier with nine. Game started, it's a, a four-way tie between Hal, Kluber, Pavetta, and Sale with three starts. All right. Let's see. And then loss, it's, it's Kluber with three. Save opportunities, it's Kenley Jansen with four. Earn runs given up, it's Sale with 15. Runs given up, it's Sale with 16. Hits given up, it's also Sale with 18. Home runs given up. It's sale with five. Man, sale. These are not great stats, especially since we are heading into a sale day tomorrow or today. Technically, I should say now technically today. All right. And walks given up. It's Pavetta with eight. All right. Fielding. All right. Here we go. So gains played. It's a three-way tie between uh, Arroyo, Devers, and Ferdugo with 16. All right. And then game or game started, it's um two-way tie also 16. Devers and Ferdugo with 16, I should say. Yeah. Innings played, it's Devers with a 139.0. Oh. All right. Total chances, Casas with 102. Put outs, also Casas with 95. Assists, it's Arroyo with 44. Errors, still Kike now with 6. Now, ugh. Man, Kike, man. That kind of did hurt him playing the WBC in a way. I mean, still he should have, like, it was still a common honor to see him play for Team Puerto Rico, but still at the same time, that kind of hurt him because they were mostly playing him center field in. Well, I mean, when you got Frankie Lindor playing shortstop for Team Puerto Rico, I would probably choose Frankie over Kike at this point, but still, I mean, yeah, that kind of hurt him, like, because they were kind of wanting him to get more reps at shortstop. Because he's probably going to be your starting shortstop until Trevor Story can come back. Yeah. All right. Which might not happen, may not, may happen, may not happen this year. Uh, all right. Double plays. It is a two way tie between Arroyo and Casas with 10. All right. Stolen bases, or stolen bases against. It's McGuire with 15. Man, defensive catcher. Man, really, seriously. All right, caught stealing against, it's Wong with four. Stole base percentage, it's Wong with 333. Uh, pass balls, McGuire with one. Man, I was about to say, you're making me, yeah, I was about to say, Reese, you're kind of, yeah. 
All right, and then while pitches Wong with four, and then fielding percentage, it is a four-way tie between Arroyo, Devers, McGuire, and Verdugo with a thousand. All right, and then range factor, it's Connor Wong with eight point oh. Right. Your Red Sox stat leaders. All right. I don't know, maybe near, I don't know. I feel like it would be kind of a bit early to kind of start. But maybe for next year, maybe we'll do something like maybe just every other episode or just wait until like the end of the month to do Red Sox stat leaders because we do have to go over it every episode. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. All right, here we are. MLB, all right, so um, fantasy baseball, all right. So since we just got alert about the Mets, and Dodgers game. I want to put that in real quick before we do pick them. All right. Yeah, yeah the Mets won. Yes. Eight to six. All right. Mets won. All right. So I had them. All right. So let me add some things in real quick. All right. Seven. Yeah, so we should have had this in earlier, but that game was going on right when we were recording it. It had, it was in the top of the ninth inning, so we kind of had to wait until the actual results. So now we're getting the results in now. All right. So sorry. All right. All right. Here we are. All right. I don't want to know about that. Get out of here, you stupid ass. Here we go. All right. All right. All right. Okay, so here we are, pick them wise. All right, now we're getting going. All right. So Friday, I had the Texas Rangers beating the Houston Astros, and they did. Six to two. So at least I got that pick right. So I'm. Five and sixteen at this point. Five or sixteen at this point. Still not good, but still, I mean, you got a dub there. All right, all right. Then the Braves. I had, and then on Saturday, I had the Braves taking on or uh, uh, beating the Royals, and they did do that. Yeah, Braves won nine two three, so pretty good. Six or six for seventeen at this point. All right. And then I had the on Sunday. I had the the Miami Marlins beating the Diamondbacks. Unfortunately, the Diamondbacks won this game five five nothing. So I'm six and eighteen at this point. Two game win streak came to an end. And then tonight or Monday, I had the Mets beating the Dodgers, and the Mets did do that, or did, or did, or did that, or <laughs> did do that, and uh, won eight to six. All right, I don't know why I just did there. I just made some poor grammar mistakes right there. All right. So seven and nineteen, seven for nineteen at this point. And after adding all that up, so so far March and April seventeen for nineteen with a three hundred sixty-eight uh, win or a uh, pick 'em win loss record or win loss uh, percentage. All right. So so okay. All right. All right for this week. All right. So we got Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. All right. So three pick 'ems. Sorry, we weren't doing posting them on Twitter lately. I've just been running low, and at this time, kind of like, yeah, a lot of stuff going on so far. But I know at the same time, no one really was 
I mean, there were some people, but still at the same time, there were some times where, yeah, it was just, why are, why are we doing this? Why are we still keep doing this? Even though really no one's really, yeah. All right. So we're now on another or NL East team. All right, so I might go game one of tomorrow's uh, Phillies and White Sox game. I'm picking the Phillies in this one because you just never know. I mean, that's the thing. I know, so I'm kind of doing a rant garden variety kind of deal where I'm just picking random teams. Not because, well, for right now, but then once we get through this, we'll probably just like, you know what, just pick. Yeah, what? Yeah. All right. Or do whatever. I don't know. All right, so tomorrow we got Phillies beating the White Sox. All right. Then Wednesday. All right. All right, Nationals. We'll probably put them next. All right, Nationals. All right, so Orioles versus the Nationals. I'm picking the Nationals to win this game. Yeah. It's the Orioles. Hmm. The Washington Nationals. All right. And then, all right. And then, and then, hold on. And then, and then, Thursday. All right. Let's see. I'm probably going to go um, Dodgers and Cubs. I'm probably picking the Cubs to win this game. All right. I'll do that. So the Dodgers, yeah, after just playing a game in L.A., are going to... Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's for that. Chicago. Yeah, it would... Yeah, all right. Yeah, so they're going at Chicago now after just playing a series in uh, L.A.? All right. All right, here we go. All right, so um, Tuesday I have the Phillies beating the White Sox. Wednesday Nationals beating the Orioles, and then Thursday Cubs beating the Dodgers. All right, makes sense. All right, that's it for Pickham. All right, so beat the streak. Here we go. All right, so Friday or Friday I had Jose Ramirez of the Cleveland Guardians and Kiki Hernandez of your Boston Red Sox. Jose went uh, two for uh, three, and then Kike went two for four. So I'm on a two-game hit streak at this point. Saturday, though, I had Rafael Devers of your Boston Red Sox and Jose Abreu of the Houston Astros. Rafi went one for five, but Abreu went 0 for four. So my hit streak came to an end. And then Sunday, I had Masataki Yoshida of your Boston Red Sox taking on, yeah, back from, yeah, as I said, back from, uh, um, crap, I'm blanking there. Back from uh, his hamstring, which, by the way, yeah, we forgot to talk about injury reports, too. Crap. All right, maybe we'll do something on Final Thoughts, too, or something like we'll do something real quick. All right, after we do fancy baseball update. All right, and then I had J.D. Martinez of the L.A. Dodgers. So Yoshi and J.D. for my picks for Sunday. All right. Yoshida went 0 for 2, and then JD, however, went 1 for 4, but still, 
a no hit hit streaks in a way. So no hits in this one. So I'm hitless so far. And then today I had Rommel Toppy of your Boston Red Sox and then Luis Arias of the Miami Marlins. All right. Tapia went 0 for 3 in the but Arias went 0 for 4 or uh, 1 for 4. So, but still no hits. So hit list so far for three straight days. And then tomorrow I have Taylor Ward of the LA Angels and then Justin Turner of the Boston Red Sox. All right. Right, so let's go fancy ba- or fancy uh baseball update or for our team. All right, so last week or so we got the results from last week and unfortunately we lost the team uh Joe Sliff 228 to 190. So we're one and one so far in uh play. Uh, let's see. Let's go over stand or our standings real quick. Come on. All right. All right, so league-wise so far, we're tied for second right now with the team we just lost to, which I won't try to pronounce again. But one game behind the first-place team, Team Spielman, who are undefeated right now, 2-0. All right. But this week, so far, right now, this week, we're beating John or uh, John Jay's Bloodhounds, forty-four to eleven. All right, let's see how I'm doing so far, or so far this summary. All right, so my top performers right now, so far, um, number one, Jacob Degrom of your Texas Rangers. He pitched four innings, struck out five, gave up a walk, and yeah, all right. And then um, my second place. Uh, finisher is Cattell Marte of the Arizona Diamondbacks. He went two for four tonight, a home run, two RBIs, a run, and but struck out one time. All right. And then third place, well, tie for third place, Wilson Contreras of the Cardinals and Brian or uh, Brian Runnels of the Pittsburgh Pirates, who have five points. So Contreras went two for four, RBI, two doubles, a stolen base, and a struck out once. And then, um, Ronalds went two for five, two RBIs and a run. And then basically kind of tied for fifth place is Devers and Abreu with four. All right. Devers of your Boston Red Sox, he went two for five, an RBI and a double. And then Abreu of the Astros went one for four, two RBIs, a a run, a double, and a strikeout. All right. Well, actually, freeway tie, Casas, if you count him, I mean – one for free, a run, double, and a walk today. Which basically this is just day one, but still, yeah. Alright, so so far, so good. Alright. Alright, let's go over the injury report. I've heard. No, sir, I did not want whatever. I don't know. Alright. I wasn't trying to catch you, Siri. Alright. All right, so they made a lot of roster moves. So apparently, last time we talked, so it looks like um, Christian or uh, Chris Martin will be uh, sent or uh, be, will be put on the fifteen day IL. We we were kind of wondering about him. He kind of did kind of look a little funky in Wednesday's game against the Rays, and it's looking like he now has right shoulder inflammation, and he'll be put on the fifteen day IL, kind of like for like what Ryan Kelly's going through. 
But to uh, call him, but to replace him on the roster so far, Jake Ferreira will be uh, taking a spot, at least for now. But today, we did get some news. All right, so to ma- so Brian Bayo has been reinstated from the 15-day IL. Jaron Duran has been called up to Worcester. Yes, old Jaron Duran has been called back back up. Uh, Dahlbeck's going back down to Worcester, and then, don't speak too soon, but Jake Ferreira has been DFA'd. Ugh, I don't know. Still, that sucks. I kind of wanted to see him pitch in this, but... All right, sorry, we should have said something about this for when we did the recap, too, but I just, I don't know, I wasn't truly thinking. Hmm. All right. All right, so let's go over um what our Trivia Pursuit question of the week is. All right, close out that real quick. All right. All right, so you know what? I probably won't go over the results, so here we are. So who holds... The Red Sox record for strikeouts in a career. Let me get to it. Career totals. Here we are. Strikeouts. All right. Here we are. And your answer is Dwight Evans. Yep, he led in career strikeouts with one thousand six hundred forty-three. Yeah. Oh, Dewey. Mm. All right. So next week, or for next episode, who leads the Red Sox in career getting or caught stealing? All right. Is it A, Carl Yastrzemski, uh, B, Harry Hooper, D, Dwight Evans, or C, Trish Speaker? All right. We will have those, um, that, or, uh, that question up on Twitter and all the other social medias too, except for TikTok. We can't get a poll. Yeah, up on that. Yeah. All right. So that's it for Trivia Pursuit. All right, for this episode. All right. Yeah, that's about to say. I mean, and also too, I don't think I got the results from Instagram. So you know what? We'll just, yeah, just give you the results. Just for, and also too, I just want to save on time. Man, we've been going almost over two hours. What the hell? <laughs> all right, whatever. I mean, seriously. Drug on. All right. I feel like a lot of the time will be cut down to once we start getting rid of some of these segments too, because some of them are, as I said, the all time roster. Yeah, will be only temporary. All right. So, all right. So here we are. So designated hitters. So second to last uh, installment. All right. So your designated hitters. Here we are at number one. Obviously, Big Poppy, David Ortiz, my favorite player growing up. Yes, at number one. Guy with three rings, 04, 07, and 13, which we celebrate the 10-year anniversary this weekend. So, Big Poppy, yeah, all right. So, yeah. And Hall of Famer from last year, yeah, so pretty good. So, I had him at number one. Number two, J.D. Martinez. Obviously, I should have him. Best signing so far for the Red Sox in the past 10 years. So, pretty good for Aiden signing. Yeah, 2018 World Series champion, too. Best hitter. So, yeah. All right, number three, Don Baylor. Number four, Brian Dahlback. No relation to Bobby Dahlback. This is a different spelling, too. Which, by the way, he's from Illinois. Yeah, Belleville, Illinois native. Yeah, Brian Dahlback. All right. And then at number five, Haley Ramirez. Yeah, May Ramirez's little brother. 
think Jared Carabas actually made that joke on one episode. But yeah, the, yeah, Hanley's no relation that made Ramirez. Yes, All right. Yeah, Hanley. Yeah, which by the way, I was at that uh, game where he had like the home run hat trick at Fenway. That was pretty cool to see. Mike Easler, that's another option. Cecil Cooper, which I believe is a Prince Fielder, or no, no, hold on, wait a minute. Okay, no, that's Cecil Fielder. This is Cecil Cooper. Okay, never mind. Never mind. I thought I thought this was Prince Fielder's dad. Never mind. Yeah, this is Cecil Cooper. He was part of the '75 uh, World Series or a uh, uh, pennant winning team. Yeah, back in '75. All right, Orlando Cepania, Which trivia question? This is the first ever Red Sox designated hitter in the club's history. Yeah, who also sa- shares the same birthday as me. Carlos Bayarga, yeah, um, the guy who tried to or um, broke the Rafael Devers extension news, and then um, number ten, Bo Bichette's dad, Dante Bichette, all right, number ten. All right, all right. So we'll have that um, up on the socials too. All right, all right. So we'll go to break, and then we'll come back and do our serious look ahead to the series, start wrapping it up, and then final thoughts. All right, we are back. Start wrapping the show with a series look ahead to the or uh, the Minnesota Twin series, the Twinkies. Yeah. All right. So Tuesday, which is today, technically. Yeah, it's yeah. This is how long we have recorded this episode. We're oriented to tomorrow, which is Tuesday. All right. Okay, so tomorrow or tomorrow, which is Tuesday today. All right, that game will be at a uh, six ten Central Time, seven ten Eastern Time. <laughs> um, Chris Sale taking on Sunny Gray. Yeah, all right, all right. Chris Sale, as I said, he's one in one with eleven point twenty five ERA. All right, last time he pitched. All right. All right. Last time he pitched was on a Wednesday against the Tampa Bay Rays. He pitched four innings and gave up five runs on seven hits, walked two, struck out six, but got the loss. Unfortunately, one and zero. You better do good against the Twinkies tomorrow. All right. And then Sonny Gray, he is two and zero, zero point fifty three ERA. Another one where we're gonna have trouble hitting against. All right, last time he pitched was on Wednesday, also, but this time against the Chicago White Sox. Pitched five innings, gave up three or gave up zero runs on three hits, walked only two, punched out five, and got the win in that outing. Ugh. All right. Let's go over our baseball savant segment of for this game. All right. All right. Go down to. All right. Here we are. All right. So for Chris Sale, we know he has a fastball, sinker, slider, and changeup. All right. It looks like his fastest pitch so far is the fastball with a 90 or 93.4 miles per hour. All right. Pitch percentage. So. The most used pitch that he had or uses is basically his slider, the which he uses twenty nine point three percent of the time. All right, and then his average spin rate. So looking like right now, his most 
or the most average spin rate on any of his pitches is the slider, and it's 2,234 spin rate. All right. All right, for Sonny Gray. I know uh, I know one of my cousins named, named her uh, son Sonny, Sonny Ray, and I kind of joked him like that. So his name, so he's uh, Sonny Gray. I know a Sonny Gray. He pitches, yeah, he's a major league pitcher. <laughs> Man, we should probably make that. <laughs> All right. All right, so Sonny Gray, Sonny Ray, Sonny Ray, Sonny Ray, <laughs> I'm about to say, all right, all right, get serious, all right, Sonny Gray, he has a four-seam fastball, sinker, cutter, slider, changeup, and curveball, all right, it looks like his fastest pitch is his fastball, and it's 92.6 miles per hour, all right, all right, pitch percentage, all right, and it's looking like his most used pitch out of all these pitches is his curveball, and he uses 26.8% of the time. All right, and then average spin rate, and it looks like the most spin rate on any of his pitches, and it's kind of looking like it's the slider with 2,630. All right. All right, so that's it for baseball spawn for that game. All right. And then Wednesday's game, same time, also 6-10 Central Time, um, 7-10 Eastern Time for most of our fan base. And it will be, um, hold on, scroll up. All right, Corey Kluber versus uh, Joe Ryan, which we have a hard time trying to hit against this dude for some reason. All right, Corey Kluber, he's 0-3 right now with a 6.92 ERA. Kluber's not starting to work out for us here in Boston. Hopefully he figures it out in this game. All right, last time he pitched was on um when or on Thursday against the Tampa Rays on that afternoon game at the Trop. He pitched four point two innings and he gave up four runs on four hits, walked only one person, struck out six, but got the loss in that outing. Ugh. All right, and Joe Ryan, he's three and zero with a two point eighty four ERA. And the last time the man pitched, hold on, reload, please. All right. Cal State Stan, Stan Slaus. Stan Laus. Or, man, that is a weird-ass call. It. I wonder what it is, what division. I thought it said Cal State Fulton at first, but no, I didn't say that. All right. All right, so the last time old uh, Joe Ryan pitched was on Thursday also, but it was against the Yankees. Pitched seven innings, only gave up a run on three hits. All right, pretty good. Uh, walked, or walked zero. Punched out ten, so he had a double-ditch strikeout appearance. Hmm. Two in a row so far. Looking like last time he also did that too was his last outing too. The outing before that too against the Astros. And he got the win in that alley, so he both got one. Right, maybe he's not that bad of a pitcher. All right. Yeah, well, hopefully he's bad when he pitches against us, but it's probably not likely. Yeah, he, this dude, ha we have a hard time hitting against this dude for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I just don't get it. All right. So, baseball savant. Go down. All right. Pitch percentage. All right. Average speed or average speed. So, we know Kluber has a fastball, sinker, cutter, changeup, and curveball. And it's looking like now his most you or uh, mostly his um fastest pitch is his sinker, and it's eighty seven point eight miles per hour. 
All right. Pitch percentage. And it's so it's looking like his most used pitch is his cutter, and it's 30 and he uses 33.6% of the time. All right. And then the average spin rate. So his most the most spin rate on any of his uh pitches, it's looking like it's the curveball with 2546. All right. All right, Joe Ryan. It looked like he only has two pitches. Wow, really? Only two pitches? It's the fastball and the split ball. Huh. And it's looking like the fastball is uh his mo is uh fastest pitch is 92.5 miles per hour. Alright. All right. And then most used pitch is the fastball again. And he uses 58.5% of the time. How do you have two pitches in your arsenal? That that that, that what the hell? <laughs> All right. And then his uh spin rate is the fastball again, 2,159. All right. How do you have two pitches in your arsenal? Mm, I don't know. All right. That's it for that baseball. So, and then finally, Saturday or uh, Thursday's game, and that will be an afternoon outing, a kind of getaway day because we will be heading the road after this series. All right, I think we're going to Milwaukee, I believe, another interleague outing. All right, so we're going to Milwaukee. All right. All right. Anyway, so Thursday game, it will be a twelve thirty-five Central Time start, one thirty-five Eastern time for most of our fan base. And it's Tanner Houck versus you love him, you know him. It's TBD. We don't know yet. We don't know who they're throwing out there or trotting out there. All right. For well, well, we I can't talk. We'll go over Houck's stats. All right. So he is two and zero with a four point fifty ERA. And the last time the Collinsville Illinois native pitched, all right, load please. All right, was on Friday against the Angels. Pitched four innings. He gave up two runs on four hits. Walked four. Struck out six. But thankfully and luckily got no decision because our offense or started to figure it out and when Kowski came and saved his butt. All right. All right. So let's go over his baseball savant. We probably just go over his stats just for the fact we don't know who the twins are going to be trotting out there on Thursday. All right. Let's see. All right. So Tanner Houck. So we know that he has a fast fastball, sinker, cutter, slider, and split ball. And it's looking like his most used pitch or a fastest pitch is the sinker, and it's 94 miles per hour. All right. Most used pitch. It's looking like it's the slider. 32 and he uses 32.5% of the time. All right. And then the average spin rate, it's looking like the most or most spin rate on any of his pitches is the slider and it's 22,200 and uh or 2,607 spin rate. All right. That's it for the baseball savant. All right. So that's it. All right. Let's go with what the weather's going to be like in Boston, Massachusetts on these night two nights and afternoon games. All right. All right. Go All right. All right. So Tuesday night, let's see, partly cloudy, 42 degrees, 10 to 15 mile per hour winds, and a 5% chance of rain. All right. That game's going to get played. All right. Something happens. All right. Then Wednesday. All right. A few clouds overnight, 41 degrees, 
10 to 15 mile per hour winds and a 1% chance of rain. All right, and then Thursday afternoon, partly cloudy, 67 degrees, 10 to 15 mile per hour winds and a 1% chance of rain. All right, so there's no fear of weather this series. All right, so we will probably get those games in. All right, which isn't really bad at all. All right. All right, at this point, I mean, might as well get them in. All right, final thoughts. I mean, kind of a nice little weekend in a way. I mean, it was a really nice bounce-back series in a way. Yeah. Right. And we actually do have some final thoughts. Actually, yeah. Um. So, apparently, so, we forgot to mention this in the last episode. So, apparently, the Yankees had, like, a bad boy that actually didn't cut his hair like he actually had long hair and that's a rule for the yankees they, you can't have beers and but also you can't have long hair too and if you and everybody's making a big deal about this too i know the players can't do that didn't like they do that to don manley too he grew out his hair and like they basically benched him <laughs> and like everybody was kind of rallying behind him until it but he eventually i think he eventually did cut his hair but that's our rule if you have long hair you can't play for the yankees <laughs> Seriously, that's so dumb. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Michael K was going. You want to Which, by the way, he messed up a really bad home run call for John Carlos Stanton this weekend. Just that ball is going. Wait, no, no, it's out. No, no, it's double. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm about to say, I thought John Sterling messed up on calls. <laughs> Which is the Yankees radio broadcaster? Yes, but still, yeah. <laughs> no, keep it, buddy. Seriously, stand up. Yeah, fight the powers. Yeah, I was about to say. About to say, isn't George Steinbrenner now no longer living? So can we just get rid of that rule? Oh wait, you know what? Yeah, you know what? They can because guess who's running the team now? George's son, Hal. So as long as a Steinbrenner is still running that team, those rules are not going away anytime in the near future. So stupid. So dumb. It just shows, once again, the Yankees act like they're better than everybody else. It's just so infuriating, even though a lot of teams are saying, like, yeah, just grow your beard. It's all... yeah, seriously, unreal. They're acting like it's you're in the business world. Like, it's Mad Men in a way. So, oh, my God. Just shut up, Yankees. Oh, my God. Seriously, when's the last time you idiots were in the World Series or won a World Series? Yeah, I was about to say. I think the Red Sox have won two since then. So, I mean, so, yeah. Yes, credit where it's We've had last place finishes sometimes, some of those years too. But at the same time, it's better that we had two World Series wins at the same time. It's just, oh, my God. Yankees are just, oh, my God. These are idiots who live in the past, and they need to get out of the past. Seriously, no one cares about your ring that you won when Kennedy was president. Yeah, really. Or FDR or whatever. Or Calvin Coolidge. Warren G. Hardy. We're going that far. I mean, in a way, I mean, they are celebrating the 100th anniversary of their first World Series championship in 1923. I was say, that would be dumb if they were doing that. <laughs> seriously, seriously, let's celebrate a World Series championship, which... People who were alive back then are no longer alive anymore. So, yes. In a way, yeah, really. Idiots. Fuck 
Yankees. Fuck the Yankees. <laughs> Which, by the way, yeah, uh, 15. We also forgot to talk about this too in the last podcast, too. Five years ago, the Joe Kelly Fight Club was born. Yep. I was just watching it like that really happened five years ago. That's that's funny. Yeah. Which, by the way, is Tyler Austin even playing in the league anymore? I don't think he is. I think he's now playing in Japan now. That's that's funny. <laughs> I'm about to say, I I think right after he got in got beat up by Joe Kelly, I think the Yankees basically did get rid of him. <laughs> I'm about to say, you got beat up by our Red Sox, and not only by our Red Sox, someone that doesn't look like he's tough enough. Yo. I'm about to say, Joe Kelly. I mean, knowing the guy's past in history too. I mean, there is a bit of toughness in the dude. I mean, the fighting Irishman from California. Yeah. Joe Kelly, yeah. yeah. I mean, after getting hit by that pitch by Tyler Austin, getting hit by that pitch, it's just like he's just acting like, yeah, he just threw his bat on the ground like a damn hardo, and just like just he's acting like he's walking to the man, but like he's hesitating too. But Kelly's just, hey, come on, come on, fight me, come on. I mean, you're walking out here right now. You might as well come out here and try to fight me. Yeah, and it's like, show you. <laughs> Tyler Ross is trying to run like and then gets slammed down on the ground just gets the shit kicked out of him by Joe Kelly <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and you're no longer playing baseball at least not in MLB baseball anymore idiot <laughs> even though yeah, Joe Kelly now has a ring out of that <laughs> yeah. it's just and that's the thing about Joe Kelly because at that point Joe Kelly was the reason they lost opening day against the Rays at Tampa Bay. And, but after that, he became a hero to everybody in Boston. Because, yeah, he beat up a Yankee. He really did. He got into a fight with a Yankee and beat him up. Yeah, really did. Like, he literally slammed him onto the ground and started just punching him. Yeah, it's just so great. Yeah, really. So, basically, he became a folklore in uh, Boston in a way. I mean, I mean... A few weeks ago, at that point, they won the man out of Boston after blowing that lead in uh on opening day against the Rays. Yeah, but then after that, I mean, after getting into that fight, he, yeah, I mean, he became a hero in a way for the Red Sox because yeah, he beat up a Yankee. I mean, they're actually he actually told stories about actually uh, Red Sox fans coming up to him and said, "Hey, you know what? I mean, you weren't that." weren't always that good as a pitcher, but at least for us, you we will like you because you beat up a Yankee. <laughs> Although they were talking, he was talking about he did like an interview for uh inside the Mo- or inside the monster or ITM, and basically he said he like he had an experience where like a couple of Yankees fans wanted to actually kill him, like they were actually making threats, like saying we're going, yeah, we're going to kill you, buddy. You like like what? <laughs> And, like, he's going, like, yeah. And they were actually almost about ready to do it, too. Like, and I thought, that is wild. It just shows, once again, Yankees fans are just classless fans. I mean, I mean, seriously, Miles Straw won the fight a few of them last year. <laughs> yeah, basically, he was actually climbing up the le- right field of grandstand and wanting to fight some of them. Yeah, really. <laughs> it just shows, yeah, I don't know. Man, our Yankees a uh, heat hour. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, I was about to say we're bitching about them not killing their bad boys. Basically, like cut, like keep their own long hair. I mean, seriously, yeah, Tyler Austin. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean nothing else. 
I got nothing else. I don't know. Oh, by the way, tonight I did see the San Diego Padres. This is a common Red Sox related thing in a way. Uh, the Padres did release the, the pay homage to the old Pacific Coast League that they're named after. Pacific Coast League, they were like a minor league um, league back in the olden days and stuff like that. So the Padres were basically that kind of minor league team, which, by the way, has Red Sox connection because Ted Williams and Bobby Doerr started their careers there before he signed with the Red Sox. So, yeah, I mean, those jerseys kind of look great. I mean, I like them. I mean, I was having a text conversation with one of the um the group that I was I'm on at one I'm in one of the fantasy leagues with and someone is asking, well, why are they doing this? And I explained to them, like, oh, okay. That actually makes a lot of sense. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to get one of hats, one of their hats or shirts and like that. Just yeah. But people would just look at that like Padres. I thought you were a Red Sox fan. They're freaking like Oh, we got him the quiet. Yeah. No, guys, I'm still a Red Sox fan. This is a older version of the Padres. This has nothing to do with the actual San Diego Padres today. But they're named after this Padres version of the franchise. Just, yeah, just this is a different group, guys. So please, yeah, yeah, yeah. Call off the alarms, idiots. <laughs> yeah, really. So, I mean, nothing else. I mean, there's some of these teams are already starting to break out their State Connect jerseys. Yeah. Mm, kind of neat. Yeah. I saw the Rangers today. I mean, they they kind of look sick. They do. They really do. In a way. Yeah. Kind of cool. All right. I got nothing else. And at this point, let's just start wrapping up. I think we've gone over two hours. I think we might have already broken the record for longest episode ever, for, or at least for this podcast. I don't know. I don't know. We'll say we'll put something about it in the actual show. All right. Call it a night. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for giving them this opportunity to share and keep doing what I love. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple to or subscribe, rate, and review on Spotify. Give us a five star review if you can, if because that helps us in the podcast rankings and in the algorithm too. All right. Follow the show on Twitter at red underscore charter. Follow the show on TikTok at lowercase socks Illinois. Then follow the show on Instagram, also a lowercase Sox Illinois. Um, like the show on Facebook, the Red Sox Nation, the Illinois Charter. Um, join the chalkboard if you can. We'll have the links in uh, basically mostly our Twitter and Instagram pages. And then follow the show on Spotify. All right. With that being said, I believe that will about do it. All right. See you guys Tuesday night. Or not Tuesday night. Thursday night. Boniana.